What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Fly Eagles Fly Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, welcome. Brand new YouTube. Uh, and for those of you guys listening, yes, we have a YouTube now. I just made it before I started this video. So, um, yeah, I mean, welcome back to another episode. I know I haven't done this in a couple months. I know I've been slacking. I know I've been slacking on the podcast. My bad. I'm going to do better for you guys, for the people that watch this. Um, but I want to start by saying that the Eagle season was uh, way better than anticipated by myself, by other people that are Eagles fans. Um, and it looked kind of bleak, man. It looked kind of bleak in the middle of the season. But we got it back together. Uh, and when I say we, I mean the Eagles. I'm going to say that a lot just because um, I don't know why. I think we're as fans, we're kind of in this together in a way with the team because we sort of respond to the team. So, uh, but the Eagles got it together, man. Um, I think that ultimately writing it so that we made it into the playoffs was amazing. Granted, we needed some help around the league and luckily enough, blessed by the football gods where we blessed by them, uh, to go to the playoffs. And so, um, ultimately we lost to Tampa Tom who has since we've last recorded, retired and then unretired so uh right now man we're looking at just another loaded nfc situation with tom and all well not even loaded right because all the nfc east nfc quarterbacks are going to the afc for some reason um they just have i mean the afc is just since patrick mahomes has, has been has done what he did the afc has been chock full of quarterbacks every team that ha- that might meet Mahomes is really getting their quarterback squared away. Uh, the AFC West is probably the most loaded. It's probably the most loaded conference so far. I think they've surpassed the AFC North, in my opinion. Uh, well, they they've they surpassed the AFC North after Justin Herbert turned out to be a slam dunk, and to me, because now the AFC North. I mean, you had Joe Burrow and Lamar, right? And those those two guys. I mean, big. I mean, had Big Ben been a little bit healthier. Baker Mayfield seems to not be panning out as well. I'm recording this today. Hold on. Let me see the date real quick. I'm recording this on March Wednesday, March 16th at almost 11 o'clock, like 1052. Um, and, and Baker Mayfield, I believe it was either this morning or last night, penned like an open letter to Cleveland saying thank you and all these different things. So it seems that that's kind of done for. Right, it seems that the Baker Mayfield experiment has come to an end. Uh, so, to me, I, I think that the AFC West has the the best. I mean, just listen to their quarterbacks. They have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Um, it's stupid. You know what I mean? Like that is unbelievable. That division is going to be crazy. You know and Honestly, I feel bad for for Russ, you know, because the thing is, is that Russ was he was obviously in the NFC West last year, and the NFC West was probably the most loaded division last year because well, Ru- Russ was probably the best quarterback outside of no, I mean, I think Russ is probably the second best quarterback. I like Kyler, but I think Russ was better than Kyler. But there were they were saying that Russ checked out towards the end of the season and all that stuff. So 
you don't really know. Uh, but to me, Russell Wilson has, like, if you just look at what he's, what he's capable of doing, I think he's a little bit better than Kyler Murray, even though Kyler is still on the precipice of going into his prime, um, with Arizona. He, co- he, Russell Wilson goes from one loaded division to another. And granted, this time he was in a loaded division last year with Seattle. Um, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Russell Wilson was traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos for Noah Fant. I think two first rounds and two second rounds, maybe. Um, and Noah Fant, who was a Broncos tight end, as well as Shelby Harris, who was uh, a defensive player whose position escapes me right now. But um, he was pretty solid um, last year. <laughs> Damn, it's going to bug me that I can't remember his name or can't remember his position. But um, he was he was solid, very, very solid. Obviously, Noah Fant is on the rise um, with a lot of young tight ends there. He's super athletic uh came out i think with guys like tj hawkinson in the draft and so on and so forth uh so to me you know very very good tight end whoever seattle's quarterback is going to be which i think it may be teddy bridgewater if i'm not mistaken i think he's he's going to seattle um obviously played for the broncos last year um is he going to seattle or is he going to i think there was tyrod taylor's going to the giants and Teddy Bridgewater is going to Seattle, if I remember that correctly. If not, please don't crucify me. I'm just I'm going off of off of like what I saw on Instagram, so I could be wrong, but that's kind of the state of affairs for quarterbacks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And speaking of quarterbacks, um, that takes Russell Wilson off the board. Um, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson has been meeting with the Browns um, and the Texans. From from what I saw, I believe it was on Twitter. Um, the Texans have approved trade packages from, uh, from uh, I think two other teams, but one of those teams is the Browns, and uh, it's up to Deshaun Watson if he wants to go and play for them. So uh, he's been meeting with them. The Browns obviously have one of the most loaded rosters in the game right now. Um, he would go there and he would immediately be one of the best quarterbacks in the in the AFC uh, in the AFC North. Um, which to me would ultimately bolster it because then if you go into, you're going to go into it and largely, sorry, my phone went off. You guys heard that. Um, you're going to go to the AFC North and be one of the best quarterbacks there. Definitely better than you can make an argument that he's on the same level as Joe Burrow, who now is probably the best quarterback there, um, has a Super Bowl appearance. Um, he's probably the most, he's probably the best quarterback in the AFC North right now. With Lamar, I mean, you're really to be you're splitting hairs between Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, and it really comes down to what you want in the quarterback in terms of raw athleticism. Lamar is obviously the best in the league when it comes to to raw, pure athleticism. Lamar's the best, Um, but Joe Burrow has just he 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 has a little bit of that like improvisation to him, uh, but he's just he he's he's great. Right, I really like Joe Burrow, um, and and that wide receiver core is is great. And you, it is better. I will say it is better than Lamar's wide receiving core. Uh, that need that leaves a lot to be desired. To be honest with you, so um, I like Hollywood Brown. I like uh, I think it was Rashad Bateman. Um, I like those guys, but um, they're missing like I, I think they're missing like a true, true, true number one. Um, and once they get that, I think everything else will fall into place. You know, so. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Browns, 
you know, that that seems more likely. They have such a loaded roster already. They just signed Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. They just traded for him. They did release Jarvis Landry, which I'm not a fan of. I think they should have kept Jarvis. Uh, they're they're keeping David and uh, Joku, who is I believe he's franchise tagged. Um, so they have a ton of weapons. Their offensive line is one of the best in the league. We already know that. Uh, so to put Deshaun Watson in the Browns uniform would be amazing. Um, and obviously the the coach um, Kevin Stefanski has been has been has been very very good for the Browns organization. Uh, so to me, I think though. The Browns need to really, they need to be prepared for what's happening because there's an, there's going to be an inevitable media storm uh, that comes with signing Deshaun Watson. Um, even though he's not going to face any criminal charges, we already saw that. Um, there's going to be an inevitable media storm that comes with signing him, right? Um, I don't know what happened with you know those things. That is purely a, le- a legal thing, uh, but it. it in the era that we live in now, you know that it's going to be some crazy stuff, right? You're, you're going to get, I'm sure you're going to get picketed. I'm sure there's going to be something that happens. So you as an organization have to be prepared for that. So uh, is Cleveland, I think, I think Cleveland could definitely benefit from getting a top five quarterback in the league in Deshaun Watson. So that's looking more and more like the likely destination. Again, as at the time of recording, he he's just met with them and Baker Mayfield has said his goodbyes. So it's looking like the Browns are going to go with Deshaun Watson taking uh, probably in my eyes uh, the best suitor um, off the market. Um, Aaron Rodgers, we knew he was going to resign with the Packers. So that's three. As all three quarterbacks are spoken for, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers are all um, seem to be spoken for already. So, uh, so that's that. Um, so with that being said, Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts is your, is your QB1 for the foreseeable future, or at least in the 2022 season. So I'm excited about it. I don't mind it. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that don't like Jalen for some reason. And, and I say, look, Jalen did not look good at, at, a, at a lot of points in the season. Um, there was a lot of times where he just played like crap, to be honest with you. There were a lot of times where excuse me, where he left throws on the field, where he ran out of the pocket where when he had somebody, you know, running open wide down the field. So he's definitely left a lot out there on the field. Um, there's no doubt about that. I think that he there is some questions about him pushing the ball down the field, no doubt. But there's also a huge upside in, in the sense of, like, he's just a pure athlete. You know what I mean? I mean, you saw the run against the Saints – you know, you saw him put the team on the back, put the team on his back, um, coming down towards the end of the first Buccaneers game where he just started running it, picking up first downs and doing this and doing that. Granted, yes, it's garbage time and all that stuff, but you saw him get better as the season went on, and that's all you could really ask for. You know, you, you this is really his rookie season. He played four games his rookie season. This was the first time that he was able to really come out and showcase, you know, him playing for a full season. And during that time, you saw some growth. And I said that I said it on this podcast. Um, I've told everyone that has been upset with Jalen Hurts that if the Eagles can just be in a position to win close games with 
you know, decent teams, right? If they get, they were in the game against uh, San Francisco, right? They were in a lot of the early games, uh, even against, you know, when Mahomes came to, to the link, right? Jalen Hurts threw for over 400 yards, right? So if they could just be in games, right? Just in one possession games, two possession games, if they could just be in them and compete coming down to the end of the game, towards the end of the season, if that if they can string together a couple of good one possession, two possession games, right, towards the end of the season, then that's something to build onto going going forward. Right. So to me, that's what I that's that's what I personally thought. Right. And they did. They did that. They started they went on a win streak. They beat, you know, Washington, they beat the Giants, they beat, you know, people within the division, right? And granted the division is not great. It's the NFC least as people call it. It's the worst division in football. Yeah. But at the same time, those are the people you got to be. That's the competition. You know what I mean? That's the competition. They're not great, but that's the competition. Unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like we use, they use it against Dallas all the time. Even I use it against Dallas. Like it's easy to beat up the NFC East, but then when you go and play a, a playoff team, you see the the difference. You see like, the difference in, comp- in in competitiveness between teams in the in the NFC East and playoff NFC teams, playoff teams that are going to make deep runs into the playoffs. So obviously that's that's a little bit different. The competition in the NFC East is a little bit different, but I also think that you have to be able to win against those teams to go to the playoffs anyway, right? So yes, I, I agree. Jalen does have a lot to be desired, but he's the number one. He's the guy we're moving forward with, and I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I am. I am super, super, super excited. And let's just let's just talk about. All right, let's just talk about. <laughs> all right, so Carson Wentz. I you always have to talk about him when it comes down to Jalen Hurts. You have to talk about him, right? You have to. Because they're forever going to be linked together since the draft. So Carson Wentz is now the NFL, not the NFL, the Washington football team or the Washington Commanders. He is their quarterback now. So and Carson is back in the NFC East. I'm excited to see how Jalen Hurts is going to play against Carson, how Carson is going to play against the Eagles. Because that's going to be the first time Carson plays the Eagles. Right, it's going to be the first time that he plays against his former team. So, I'm excited to see that. Um, I thought that was just something that I wanted to throw in there. Um, but I I do like that Jalen Hurts is our number one quarterback. I know some people don't like that. I know there are some Eagles fans that are like, "Shit, I want Russell Wilson. I want Deshaun Watson." It's like, guys, Russell Wilson was not waving his no trade clause to come to Philadelphia. Deshaun Watson was not waving his no trade clause to come to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not, if you look, what are some of the best free agent destinations for a quarterback? The Browns. The Browns have a great offensive line. They have great weapons, a really good defense. That is a destination because they're a complete roster. All they're missing is a good quarterback. Denver is a complete roster. Great weapons. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, um, on the offensive side of the ball, they have a good defensive, I mean, offensive line, you know? Uh, and then on defense, they have Justin Simmons, 
Patrick Sertain, um, uh, my man from um, God, man, I, I keep forgetting his game. Um, Bradley Chubb, you know what I mean. So they have a solid roster from top to bottom, right? All they're missing is the quarterback, and they got it. You know what I mean? So and Aaron Rodgers was going to sign back with the Packers anyway, right? Like where where was he going to go? He was not going to go to Denver, right? You kind of knew that, that he was going to do that, right? People thought he was going to the Steelers, wherever it was. He he was he's not, right? God, my nose is running a little bit, but they're not waving the no trade clause to come to Philadelphia because it's not a good destination for quarterbacks right now. We we checked the box of we checked maybe one box offensive line. We have a good offensive line. Howie Rosemar believes in that. We have a good defensive line, but we were giving up a lot of points. You know what I'm saying? We give up so many points per game. Our defense isn't that hot. Our pass rush isn't that great outside of, you know, uh, the grave digger, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat. We miss Bradley, um, not Bradley. We miss Brandon Graham. We miss BG last year. So we're not a free agent destination right now. So the idea that we're, we can just come in and swoop in and, and grab one of these guys, it's not happening. And it'd be it, the only and the reason it's not happening is because we're in a full rebuild, right? And this is this would be what our third starting quarterback in three years. It would be what twenty nineteen or twenty twenty would be Carson, twenty twenty one it would be Jalen Hurts, and then there'd be another starting quarterback. Like, come on, guys! Like, are we are we really that delusional that we think that Deshaun or any of the top tier quarterbacks that can pick where they want to go are going to choose? Philadelphia over some of the other teams. They're not. They're not. Yes, it's a weak division. Yes, it's a, but it but our roster, if you compare our roster to some of the top free agent landing spots, it, it they're not comparable. They're really not, right? Getting a good quarterback in Philadelphia is not going to fix Philly's problems. We need to there's so many needs on the roster. We need to fill those first while we have a quarterback that we can actually not have to pay 40 million a year for 50 million a year for, we have to fill these spots point. That's it. That's it. So that's how I feel about it. That's re- I think that's pretty objective, right? I love the Eagles, right? I would love to have a Deshaun Watson. I'd love to, I would have loved to have Deshaun or Russ or, or a rod. I would have loved to have those guys, but the reality is our roster isn't, there to compete yet. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about some of the roster moves that we got here. So Brooke, Brandon Brooks retired. One of the greatest guards probably to, to play for the Eagles. Fantastic at the top of his game since he came to Philadelphia. And since he left when he was on the field, he was one of the baddest guys out there. Um, Brandon Brooks is a man. He just rang the bell for the Sixers the other day. So shout out to him. Um, God bless you. Thanks for bringing a, a chip to Philly, baby. Let's go. Jason Kelsey is back for the 2022 season. Uh, he announced that with a keg of beer. That's amazing. I'm so hyped for that, man. That's awesome. We finally got our center back for a year. I think this may be his last year. So, I mean, let's make it count. I mean, let's make it count. At least let's let's do something to make it count. Let's let's win the division or something to make that count, right? Uh, we also signed Nate Herbig, which I did like. Nate played a uh, Nate played a big role in coming in and 
relieving or or filling in where he had to at the guard center positions. I thought he played really well, especially in the run game. Um, Greg Ward, obviously, I love Greg Ward. He's the man. He's back for another season. Uh, and the big thing, right? Oh, well, before we get into that, uh, we also signed defensive lineman Renell Ren to the Eagles. Welcome to Philly, brother. Uh, but we have, we have signed Hassan Reddick to a three-year, $45 million deal. If you don't know Hassan Reddick, he started, was born in Camden, lived in Camden, grew up in Camden, moved to Philadelphia to play for Temple, and now he's playing for the Eagles, right? So amazing. I mean, the dude's from He's from South Jersey. He knows Philly. Um, and this is amazing, man. It's amazing. You know, I have a lot of family out in Camden. Uh, shout out to you guys. Um, this is awesome. This is awesome. Hassan is, Hassan Reddick is great. I went to a Temple game. People at Temple love Hassan. Um, so that's super exciting, man. That's super, super, super exciting. And it's going to bolster that password rush, which is what we need, especially. Um, so that is that is it so far. Again, as I'm recording this, it could change in like I could I could stop recording and then go figure out that like we should sign Deshaun Watson or something like that. I have no idea at the time we're recording this. If something does break, I'll have to cover it next week. You know, it's what it is. So, uh, but that's about it for free agent signings. Uh, so let's go ahead and transition to a mock draft shall we okay now again a lot of people want to draft a quarterback i don't think that we should draft a quarterback that would just be starting all over uh so to me i think the only thing that helps jalen and that helps what i just talked about earlier about being a free agent spot or landing spot if you will um for quarterbacks and that's bolstering your roster right that's bolstering the guys um that that really need the help you know so to me, oh, and just another thing, I would love the Eagles to get uh, Bobby Wagner. Again, at the time we're recording this, he's not signed yet, but he has been released. I would love for them to get Bobby Wagner, bring a, an older guy in, a uh, guy that is very familiar with the game of football and was quite frankly playing at a really high level uh, before getting released. So they're fully in on Seattle. I mean, it's fully in on on rebuilding. So we're going to see what goes on with, with Bobby Wagner, but that's just someone to keep an eye on. I think the Eagles would definitely benefit from bringing him in. Uh, but going to the mock draft, bolstering it, I think that the Eagles have three first-round picks, pick 15, 16, and 19 uh, from Miami and the Colts and their own first-round pick, respectively. So uh, this is this is who I would like to see them take in the first round. The first one I would like to see them get Devin Lloyd. Now, Devin Lloyd is just a freak athlete. Uh, he has great instincts. Uh, a lot of people, I would also put N'Kobe Dean here, but this is just 1.0. Next week, I'll do another one um, and put my full draft in. I also have a full draft on the laptop, um, and I'll do that next week as well. But that's its own episode, so we'll see. Uh, but I think for number 15, uh, Devin Lloyd out of Utah, linebacker, I think he would be a great asset in the rushing game, um, or the pass rush, my bad. He would be a great asset in the pass rush because that's kind of what he did at Utah. He was able to get in the backfield, live in the backfield. Uh, so Devin Lloyd, I would like to see that. He's 6'3", like 250 or 260 or something like that. He has all the uh, tangible things that you want from a linebacker. 
So I would love to see him pick up just a super athletic guy. Um, I would love N'Kobe Dean here, like I said earlier. Um, I think he's more of a natural middle linebacker, right? A young natural middle linebacker, and I would love to see that as well. Um, but for right now, for this one, we're going to go with Devin Lloyd. Uh, 16, pick number 16 of the first round. I also have them taking Tyler Linderbaum out of Ohio, out of Iowa. Uh, now, the reason I have them taking Linderbaum, and you might say, well, he's a true center, like, why would you draft a true center first round? Uh, he's he's a true center, right? And Jason Kelsey is going to be around for a year. We know that. You know, he's been pondering retirement. Um, I think we did luck out by him coming back. Um, I really was nervous that Jason Kelsey was going to retire um, because he's a, he's a Philly legend. You know, he's played here his whole career. He's he's a Philadelphia legend. The city loves him, right? Um but we're going to need someone to play after he leaves. You know, he's a Philly legend. We all love him. I don't think we're going to bench him for Tyler Lindebaum or anything. Um, but to bring him in and have him learn under one of the best centers in the in the game of football right now, and they have a similar body type. They're both under 300. They're both, like, I think six foot two, six foot three. So to have him learn from him, to have him – sit back and be coached by him. I think you leave Landon Dickerson who played center in college. I think you leave him at guard next to Jordan Maialata. They played there all season. Uh, they played together all season. I think that they really, really, really had a great season together. I think you leave him there and you put Tyler Linderbaum at center and the whole left side of your, of your line is, is, you know, young guys who are playing at a high level right now. So that's what I have there. And then at pick number 19, to have them taking David Ojabo out of Michigan uh, to bolster the pass rush. Um, Derek Barnett, to me, um, I don't know. I I think we, we've been waiting for him to take the next step, and he really hasn't. Um, he's been a solid guy, but he really hasn't taken the next step. And it just he has so many. He's like the king of untimely penalties. Like, what, like two minutes left, fourth down. Or, or, like it's like third and like five, right? And there's like two minutes left, and you need like a field goal or a touchdown to win, right? And you get a sack, he gets like a holding call, or he gets like a roughing the passer, or he, or maybe not even a sack, maybe you get a pick or a tip ball, and they have to punt it. You can always count on on Barnett to have some kind of penalty, either roughing the whatever it is. You're gonna always count on him to have some kind of some kind of penalty that gives them like just the amount of yards that they need for a first down. Always, it always happens. So to me, I think you know you let Derek Barnett go, maybe in free agency, maybe release him, um, and then you bring in a guy like David Ojabo, who's raw, right? And now you have Hassan Reddick, um, and they sort of have similar playing styles uh, because Ojabo can stand up uh, as an outside linebacker. He can play defensive end, or he can edge rush. Um, so you can have him kind of learn under a guy like Hassan Reddick, share the field with you know a really good pass rusher, you know, who's had just about, well, I think it's like 11 and a half or 12 sacks uh, over the 12 sacks a year over the last two years. Um, so you have him learn behind him now. I think that just makes even more sense. Even though I wrote this up like two weeks ago, I still, I still stand by it with, with all the free agent moves uh, and the resending of Kelsey. I, th- I think it's even better now. Um, but again, I also, to me, Devin Lloyd and N'Kobe Dean are interchangeable um, in that sense. I think N'Kobe Dean is more of a natural middle linebacker. Uh, so that's that. That's my Eagles mock draft. Um, God, I don't know why I said it like that. That's my Eagles mock draft. Um, I do 
have a full one, like all 32 picks um, from 1 to 32 with all the teams and what they need and little notes and stuff like that. I do have that on the laptop. But again, I think that'll probably be next week's thing um, because that'll be a, a little bit closer to um, a little bit closer to the draft. And I made this pre-combine, so I may have to go back in the combine and change some things up. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about all I have for the Eagles mock draft. That's what I think they should take. Um, but now let's move on to some NFC East moves. I already mentioned Commander Carson. Uh, how do you think they're going to do? How do you think they're going to do? I, I I think that it is Carson's definitely a hmm. he's an upgrade over Taylor Heineke for sure, right? Uh, he's an upgrade in the sense of excuse me, he's an upgrade in the sense of he probably has a better arm. Um, I don't think he's more mobile. I think Taylor Heineke is more mobile, but Carson Wentz seems to be the new transition quarterback of the NFL. Um, he has, he's immensely talented and, but just can't really, you know what I mean? Like he comes in and he can play for a year. Um, and he, but he's, he's immensely talented, right? Like that's just what it is, but he's not a He's not great in terms of leadership. Uh, that now it's, it was rumors in Philadelphia, but now it seems to be factual because he left Philadelphia and the same thing happened with the Colts. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe it happens to the Washington commanders. Maybe he hits stride again. Who knows? Right. Uh, but it's definitely an upgrade at quarterback for sure. From Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz, it's definitely an upgrade. Um, I just want to, I'm interested to see how he plays against the Eagles, man, and how he plays against Dallas and how he plays against, you know, all the, the old NFC East guys. I mean, I think he'll probably still beat the Giants. You know, because he's he's always beaten up on the Giants. He's seven and two against the Giants. He's lost against the Giants twice in his whole career. So he'll probably still beat up on them. And plus, he's got like an actual. He's got a good wide receiving core now. You know, with Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and all those guys. So and he has a good offensive line, right? So uh, I mean, Washington is is, is one of, again. Washington is is one of those places that. They have a good roster, but their management stinks. Their their uh, owner sucks. You know what I mean? Like that dude is is a creepo weirdo. You know what I mean? Like so uh, that's that's the only thing I think. If if you took the owner stuff out of it and you said, okay, you know, he wasn't like, you know, being like he he didn't have any like sexual misconduct <laughs> with like chicks at the office, which is wild, but like. If you take that out of it, I think Washington is up there with, you know, is up there with Denver and up there with, uh, who else? Um, what was the other one that I mentioned? Denver, uh, damn, what was the other free agent spot that I mentioned? Damn, I'm getting, I'm getting senile in my, my 25 old ageness. Um, but yeah, or the Browns, that's the other one that I mentioned. So, uh, they're up there because they have like that defensive line is stupid, right? There's so many, so many first round picks in that defensive line. The defense in general is great. So they're one of those rosters that are there too, and they could be a free agent destination, but there's just too much going on um, with the owner and all that stuff. So 
there's that, and then there's uh, what else? Amari Cooper got traded to the Browns, um, like I mentioned earlier. And to me, I think that this was a bad move by Dallas, man. I think that by doing this, you're kind of forcing CeeDee Lamb into a number one slot. And he should be because he's he's really, really talented. CeeDee Lamb, I, I wanted the Eagles to take CeeDee Lamb, but, the, but Dallas, you know, swept, you know, just took him right before us. Dallas kind of screwed us over. But we, like, I think it was like a couple years last year we took Devontae Smith from the Giants. So I can't be too upset about it. Um, but I will say this. I think that uh, the 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 Cowboys made a mistake by trading Amari Cooper uh, because that was sort of Dax. That was his security blanket. You know what I mean? And Amari opened things up for everyone else. You know that that was kind of the whole three headed monster situation. Like Zeke is not the Zeke of last year, right? Like the D- Dallas has evident or. Zeke is not the Zeke of years past, I should say. Um, he's not the Zeke of like 20, what were they drafted? Like 2015, I think is when they were drafted. No, 2016. Yeah, because that's when, that's when Carson wants to draft. So they were not like, they're not the rookie of the year, share it kind of thing. Like that's not what Zeke is. Uh, Zeke's not that guy anymore. I think after like 2020, even 2019-2020, he um, kind of fell off. And now it's it's evident because now they're doing running back by committee. You know, they got Tony Pollard. They have, uh, obviously, Zeke. So they're doing it by committee now, right, because Zeke doesn't have that burst, you know. And so to, uh, and they've overpaid him. They gave him $90 million. So they're going to have to let him walk. Uh, Amari Cooper, they had to trade him or release him. You know, that's what it was. So. I think if this was great by the Browns to get that because you know Amari's going to get all the attention because of his route running ability, because of what he's able to do, um, you know, route running. And so it's going to open things up for David Njoku. It's going to open things up for some of the other weapons that they have. Um, again, I don't like that they traded Jarvis Landry but or released Jarvis Landry, but, you know, it's what it is. Uh, I, I didn't like that at all. I think that the Jarvis Landry-Amari Cooper pairing – would be would have been great um but yeah i mean it's what it is so you have like you know people's jones and and guys like that uh david and joku right so um it was a mistake by dallas because now you don't have that opener anymore right you don't have a guy that's going to open things up um and and i think it's it's going to impact Dak a lot uh, i think uh because that was kind of the guy he went to during times of need you know he went there and they were a matchup nightmare because they had two number ones. You know, they had CD, they had even like Dalton Schultz, who's pretty good. Um, I think so. You like Dalton, you had like Schultz right at tight end. And then you had CD and Amari. So you had to have a good linebacker and two good corners to, or, or a good safety to deal with those guys. And now you just have to have, you know, you have to have one good corner that you stick on CD that the Eagles have in Darius Slay. And then you have to have one good linebacker that the Eagles don't have currently. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking away one of those heads of the snake is just, it's rough. I think, I think Dallas made a mistake there, but we're gonna have to wait for the season to see if that's really the case. Um, Evan Ingram also got traded. Evan Ingram is with the Jacksonville Jaguars along with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Um, the Jags are going in, the Jags are going all in on Trevor Lawrence. They're going all in on, um, 
obviously they got Doug Peterson there. So I think the Jags are going to be sneaky good, to be completely honest with you. I think the Jags are going to be sneaky, sneaky good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's really cool. So you don't have to deal with Evan Ingram anymore in the, in the NFC East, and he was a nightmare for the Eagles because, again, they don't have any linebackers. But uh, but that's about it, man. Um, that's NFC East stuff. That's Eagles mock draft. That's Eagles roster moves. Um, the biggest thing today has been Jalen Hurts uh, remaining QB1 for the Birds heading into the 2022 season. Uh, so it's all right, guys. All right. Worst case scenario, he doesn't do well. The 2023 draft class is loaded with quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So worst thing is that we blow ass in 2022. We stink. And we get a, sh- a, sh- a shot to draft someone like Bryce Young to draft a, a good young quarterback that's going to be the future of the league. And, you know, that's that. That's that, man. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today, man. That's going to wrap it up for the day. A little bit shorter episode uh, than what I'm used to. Uh, but this is just all the stuff that's happening right now. I'm going to come back with the mock draft next week. Uh, we also had – we also did – uh, I have like a bunch of stuff that we're, we I was thinking about doing like a draft, some of the best Eagles of all time or your, your all time roster. Um, like every single solitary quarterback in the history of football, who's the best, who's like the top two that you would pick starter and backup um, kind of thing. So I think about doing something like that. It's the off season. So it's the season of lists, right? So there's going to be a lot of lists coming out, um, especially so, Check out uh, Fly Eagles Fly uh, Pod on Instagram. It's Fly Eagles Fly I G G L E S um, on Instagram on Facebook. Uh, also on YouTube. I'm going to link that in the description of the Instagram as well as well as in the description of this uh, podcast. If you're watching it already. Welcome to the family. Click the uh, subscribe button and everything. But um, all right, that's about it. Love you guys. See you later next week. Jalen Hurts, QB1, signing out. Bye-bye.